Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Twirl Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Cox, and y'all, happy December. I'm really not sure how we're here yet, but uh, here we are. <laughs> um, I hope you all are gearing up for the holiday season. I hope you had a fabulous Thanksgiving with loved ones, family, and friends. Uh, guys, I am so excited because the next three weeks, we are going to have a new episode every single week, and it's going to be amazing. And this month, we are kicking off with my dear friend, Kristen Winchester. You all may know Kristen because she is the former editor-in-chief of Southern Weddings Magazine when it was still up and going. RIP, we miss it so much. Um, But she is also... A twin mama, a North Carolina native, and a dear, dear friend of the Twirl Girls. Um, and you also may be familiar with her because of our l- most previous guest, Emily Lay. Kristen is Emily's best friend. If you stalk Emily on Instagram and saw a video of her friend surprising her on her first book tour tour stop, that was Kristen. So yes, she's that wonderful. She's that amazing. And we are so pumped to have her on this show. I knew when um, I started the podcast that I wanted Kristen to be on it. And I'm so glad that it has finally happened. Today's episode, y'all just, we were in tears multiple times because it just, we're talking about real life, y'all. We're talking everything from chasing your dream career to then letting letting it go because God gives you something even better um, and just how to be present and content in the here and now and and what that looked like for Kristen over the last several years. Um, she's walked through a lot of life from moves to infertility to um, letting go of a career that she loved and raising amazing twins. So She's got a lot to share. Her heart is pure gold, and you all are going to just adore her if you don't already. Um, I also, before we get started, of course, want to give a huge shout out to our amazing podcast sponsor for today, Simply Done Invites. If you have been around for the podcast this season, you know that we love and adore um, Simply Done Invites. Uh, if If you are a first timer to the podcast, welcome. Um, but our podcast sponsor for today, like I said, is Simply Done Invites, and they are a local to Lexington custom design invitation company that can serve brides nationally. They don't customize pre-made invitations just to match your colors, but they start from scratch and make a design that is 100% original for your wedding, which, pause, <laughs> um, you will hear Kristen talk about how important that is in your wedding planning process. So this is just a dream match sponsorship today they say an invitation is a guest's first look into your wedding day from your save the dates to your day of stationery you want your guests to be as excited about your event as you are what better way than a customized designed invitation and paper theme that will perfectly fit your style they are here to help you create a day to remember by creating an original paper suite just for you and they are so incredibly generous and have taught told us to tell you. <laughs> um, if you use the code simply twirl, you will receive free RSVP envelope printing. So guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy this incredible, incredible, incredible episode with my sweet, sweet friend, Kristen. Friends, I am elated that 
my friend is on the podcast today. Um, she's probably in some of your all spheres, but maybe not all of them. And I just feel really excited that I get to share Kristen Winchester with the world today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You're kind. You are kind. Oh, but it's real. It's real. I feel so excited. Kristen, how, gosh, how long have we been friends? A long time is what it feels like. I mean, I mean probably like five years, four or five years. Oh, I think at least. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. 2015, 14. Yeah. yeah long time. Yeah. It feels like longer, but it also, man, yeah. it's just we've been a lot of life in those. We've done a lot of life together. And we've realized, especially lately that we, um, are very much cut from the same cloth. So I just feel like I look at Kristen and I'm like, okay, you are what I'm going to be like in a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Wait till we get to the end of this and you can decide. If that I'm is. like, oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. No, I no, will never. Although it's definitely at least 2015 because that's when we were at market together. Oh. So it's like before, so like well before that. So yeah, like oh. five years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's wild. That is so wild. Yeah. Ooh. So much, so much life has happened. In this year. Life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, tell, tell our friends um, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what your family looks like, you know, oh, who I am and where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, I am Kristen Winchester and I am currently residing in the Research Triangle Park in North Carolina, which is the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area. Um, We relocated back here about two years ago for my husband's job. And at the time I was very pregnant with our miracle babies. Um, And where I'm from, I grew up in North Carolina, so this is home and it was really, really good to get home. But before that we had moved quite a few times. I think we moved four times in five years to three different states. So we were a little bit all over that, all over the map. Um, but the South is sort of always home in North Carolina. Like this is where our roots are. Um, what I do, well, I liked, I told someone yesterday that I was retired. Um, I love that. They, they, they're like, well, what do you mean you're retired? You're 36. And I'm like, like well, I'm, I'm currently in a stage where I'm retired. I, um, over the last two years have left both a corporate career and a career in the creative industry to spend this next season of my life at home with the babies. Yes, babies. We were blessed to have two babies, twins, um, in October of 2017. So they're coming up on their second birthday, which is bananas. But yeah, that is like sort of where I am now. I'm basically raising a circus and trying to keep the house standing day and night, which is a feat in all itself. But, um, I've had a lot of interesting things to get me from or to here, I guess, from (laughs) point A to whatever point you're at now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I feel really excited to, I mean, one of the things, one, I just wanted you on the podcast because I think in another life, you and I, um, would be great at hosting a talk show. Um, so I was like, you know, it's secretly one of my, when people say, what is one of your dream jobs? I say that I would like to be on, um, like good morning America or the today show. Like, I think I was made to do that except for the whole get up at 4 a.m. thing. I'm not, that's a little, yeah, not, not excel in that area, but everything else I'm like, the Lord has given us the gift gab. So we're just for now, we're going to do podcast episodes. <laughs> great. Does that mean I get to come back? Yeah. Um, yes. You're just going to be like a continual guest. It'll be great. Eventually I'm going to just get you as a co-host. That's what's going to happen. I'm here for that. 
Um, but it was when I was thinking about it, I was like, one, I just want Kristen on the podcast because I love her and she's my friend. But two, I think you've just walked through so many, like so many of the seasons of your life, I feel like are applicable to our listeners. Um, I feel like we have a lot of girls who are listening that are in that early stages of their career, figuring out like, Oh, this is, I'm in my first job post-grad, but like I have big dreams of where I want to, what I want to do and where I want to go. I think you can speak to that. And then I think, I mean, we'll, and we'll get to your journey of how now you're just at home with the babes, which is like the dream. Like that's the dream, you know, for you. Um, And we've talked about that a ton (laughs) off podcast, but um, I don't know. I think let's, let's like start with kind of what I just mentioned. Like I'm excited to talk about and have you speak like wisdom and encouragement to to so many different seasons of life, but I'd love to start with just kind of sharing your journey. So for those that don't know, you um, worked for Southern Weddings for many, many, many years, and that's how we met. Yes. Um, context. I'll give people some context. <laughs> um, yeah, so we and met through 17 Southern minutes Weddings. into our conversation, yeah. and I'm here. <laughs> it's fine. She, she's relevant, we swear. No, you would be relevant no matter what. But yeah, so you worked for Southern Weddings for- I did a million years. So it felt like, and that's how we connected and became dear friends. Um, and that was kind of a dream for you and you weren't yep. doing that initially. So, um, kind of, kind of share with our friends what that looked like for you getting the Southern weddings. And I don't know, I just think there, there could be a lot of, um, yeah. So I'm going to date myself a little bit. So <laughs> for your younger listeners who did not have the privilege and honor of experiencing life in the wedding world pre-Instagram. Back in the day, wedding photographers used to post video slideshows of their photos on their websites. They would like pick music and loop still photos together and they would do wedding slideshows. And it was a pastime in college for me to sit on my sofa and watch these wedding videos um, that were not like videographer videos, but like wedding montages, I guess. And my very first job out of college Um, it was in the pharmaceutical industry and I was very much wedding enamored. I have been since, I mean, if we're really going way back, like, (laughs) like in middle school, I kept journals of what I wanted my bridesmaids to wear when I got married. Um, so like it's been in my blood for a long time, but I was sitting in my little cubby at work and the girl across from me, um, was watching one of those wedding video montages. And I, of course, like lean out of my cubicle and like lean into her just because I'm like, I know about this world. Let's talk about this world. Turns out her friend was a wedding photographer. And to make a long story short, her friend Millie shot Southern Weddings V3 team photos, their third issue team photos. And so I had started following Millie um, and watching her montages. And then one day I was reading her blog and up popped the SW girls. And I went down a rabbit hole in 2008, nine, uh-huh. and, or wait, 2000 and goodness. Yeah. Like seven, eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Seven, eight, yeah. nine. Um, and like fell in love with what I saw, like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, like this is magical. This is weddings. This is the South. Like I'm a Southern girl through and through. I spent Mm -hmm. summers with my grandparents in their garden and like eating vegetables straight out of, you know, like off the vine and just exploring all that Southern culture has to offer. Um, 
from like an experience perspective, you know, I joke, I was born in Lexington, North Carolina, not Kentucky, um, but that it's like the barbecue capital of the world. Mm, yeah. So barbecue snob, I like sweet tea through my veins. And so I found this website and I was like, it's weddings and it's the South and it's smushed mm-hmm. together. So I started following along and a few years later they had a job posting. And at the time I was like, on a corporate ladder path. I was in the pharmaceutical yeah. world. I was like doing all these things. Um, my husband and I were dating, um, but we were not, like we were far from engagement and mm-hmm. they had a job posting and I applied for the job in 2011 and didn't get the job, but they wrote me back um, and were very kind. And I continued to follow along. They had an event in November of 2011 I went to the event. It was an in-person event. It was the very first gingerbread barn building event. I met the team. I was like even more convinced that this is like, I needed to work with them. Actually, (laughs) Laura Casey, I said at the time, hi, Laura, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kristen. I think that we should work together. Great. Favorite story. (laughs) And fast forward five months later and I started working for the team. Um, They posted another job. I applied for it almost a year to the day later. So it was like February of 2011. I applied the first time, got rejected. February 2012, I applied again, went through the interview process and started in the summer, right around the time that I got married. So a lot happened in the spring of 2012. Like I got engaged, got this new job. I did keep my corporate job. Um, So I was working part-time and sort of built up hours at SW, um, which is something that a lot of people don't know, which sort of plays into people pursuing their dreams. But yeah, I started working at SW in 2012 and had the pleasure and joy of working there until, um, and like past that because the company has gone through a lot of transition, Mm -hmm. but um, through us putting out our 10th anniversary issue in 2017. So um, I got to help work on six of the 10 issues that we published over the course of my time there, which was really, really special. Yeah. Gosh, that's so, it's so wild. And I just think like what I love so much about, there's multiple things that I love about that, but I think like girls need to hear, like it may not happen the first time, you know, like. No, and it probably doesn't. And if it does, (laughs) like congratulations and great, but like. Don't give up. Don't give up, but also like, I think that I appreciated it and valued it even more because Uh it didn't happen right away because I like worked really hard at it. And because I like, it wasn't just like I wanted to work for Southern weddings. That was, Mm -hmm. I was like so invested in what they were doing and their mission. And like, I wanted to help do that. So I would have been willing to do anything or a lot of different things just to be a part of what they were doing. Mm. I love that. And I think there's such like, as, and I'm sure like the second time you applied, like they saw that, you know, like I adore your company culture. I want to be a part of what it is. It wasn't just like, Oh, weddings are fun. And you're like doing magazines. Like, that's cool. Let's do that. It was like really, really hard. This would be like a random nugget for anybody who's like looking to get into the creative space or the wedding space. Like I did a lot of research. Like I treated it like it was a multi-million dollar corporate, like yeah. 10,000 employee team, but mm-hmm. on a level of the research that I could do was learning about the team members and figuring out mm-hmm. things 
about them that made them understand that I really valued what they were doing and valued them. So like I learned people's favorite foods and I learned their favorite colors, not in a creepy, weird way, because welcome to 20 and well, it's 12 at the time, but like people shared that information, like there was an about me page and there were all these different things. So like I learned how to tailor my approach, which Mm -hmm. was like, offering to bring chocolate chip cookies. And like, I wrote this yeah. lovely letter, which my, my favorite part of this entire story that no one knows is that I wrote this entire cover letter, had a custom like monogram crest under the top oh of my it, gosh. And, all these things, and I wrote, and I sent it to Kyle, my husband, boyfriend. Uh-huh. Of and he was like, who wrote this for you? And I was like, I, <laughs> I did. And he was like, no. And I'm like, no, no, I did. He's like, this is really good. And I was like, wow, <laughs> wow. But it, a lot of confidence in me. But it's because like, he saw in that letter, like how hard I worked to like really like key into what they were looking for and how I could help them. Not just like, I love weddings, but like, these are the things that I do well. And these are the ways I think that I can help you. And these are the ways that I see and know you. So I don't know. That's huge. I mean, like if we had got, if we ever got something like that from someone we'd be like, done, sign still delivered, like you're hired, you know? I mean, assuming that they actually like we're great when they came in, but I think that is, I think that's something that, especially in the wedding industry, like, I think it's such a glamorized industry and it's not still a job. And like, that is like the other thing that I would say job. is that it's still like, there's still bills to pay and budgets to meet and revenue to make like their, their bottom lines and it is email and it is business. And yeah. while it is really, really magical. And I still get like super emotional and choked up that that is how I got to spend six years, six plus years of my life. Like it is still a job. So exactly. Like customers are still going to make you question why you do what you do. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know, whatever. But I think that is like, yeah, especially when it's something that you're passionate about. And like you said, like you were doing your corporate job this, this was essentially your side hustle for several years until it wasn't. And it's like, if you're going to do something like that, like you've got to have a real passion behind it. And I don't know for a company to see that people value so strongly what they're doing is incredibly impressive. And, and that makes you such an asset and value to that team. You know, I just know that there's a huge difference between I want to work for insert company here because it like Mm -hmm. looks fun and like I want to partner alongside. I want to do what you're doing. I want to help brides find their dream wedding dress. I want to help you execute events. I want to um, help you, I mean, insert whatever career Uh that you're going after. There's a huge difference between like, oh, I want the like, we, we used to joke in the office that like, 97% 97% of our job was email and blog and like slugging through. And then the 3% that everybody saw that was magical, the team photos, uh-huh. the editorials, which were all really great, but like, that's what they clung to yeah. and not realizing the other pieces and understanding that like the job is bigger than that. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think, um, what the, my favorite thing I'm like, depressed that it's now an era where there's not more Southern weddings being produced in the world. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but I think but there are all issues that I still like that's, oh uh, yeah. Like people can still access them. I promise. Yes. But, um, you know, I think, I think what made Southern weddings so unique and so special was 
you all genuinely cared about people understanding the big picture of marriage and the legacy that a life can leave. And, you know, the outlet that Southern Weddings was through um, is specifically marriage and weddings and all that. And I think the beautiful thing about what the company has done now is they're now cultivate what matters. And we're seeing that as like a broad, the, the heart and mission of Southern Weddings is now like a whole lifespan thing essentially. But I think, again, going back to it, like what started it all was such a reflection of your heart too. And the, in the years that I've gotten um, to befriending you and just get to know you, like it, it is really sweet and kind of what you were saying, like, yes, you did research on the company culture, but also like it aligned so perfectly with who you were already. Um, yeah. So I, I'm like rambling about it, but tell our friends like what it was about Southern Weddings, like heart and mission that you loved so much and what are, what are pieces of advice and encouragement that you love sharing, whether that's stuff that you reaped from working with Southern Weddings or just from your own marriage, um, just kind of what they can gain from, from life in, in those new seasons, like in those like uncharted territories for them. What, what can you speak into them about it? Yeah, so it's that's such a good question because I, in the role that I had at SW, got to be a part of that, like, shift in messaging. So yeah. our fifth anniversary issue is sort of, like, our, like, turning point. Mm-hmm. So for, like, and this is, I don't want to get too much of this because um, I know that Laura has shared this in great detail. But, like, in the beginning, it was, like, sharing all the things that were happening in the world with Mm -hmm. rides of the South, like, look what's happening all over here. Like, this is great. And like, then as we matured as a company, we got to the point where we realized what was happening here in the Mm -hmm. South was so magical and we wanted to share it with everyone else. And so like that fifth anniversary issue is the one that sort of flipped that messaging on its head and the Mm -hmm. idea that love never fails. And, um, around that time is when uh, we came out with a sweet tea society and Mm -hmm. our mission statement and you know I have our mission statement memorized it's um, to inspire brides to cultivate a life full of love celebrating their families the culture of the south and what matters most to them and then to draw from that rich well to create a meaningful beginning to married life and I think that that's the answer to your question like if above all what I would tell an engaged bride or someone who is like dreaming about weddings. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like should have brought tissues because I get like super <laughs> emotional thinking about those girls out there that like want the big day. They want the celebration. They want all that. And like, if they're not careful, they miss the whole point of why we're doing all this yeah. in the place. And it's not to have this Instagram worthy wedding or to have this Pinterest worthy wedding, or at the time when SW was in publication, it's not to like get your wedding published on the site or in the blog. It's to celebrate you and your spouse and your families and to tell a story, to tell your love story, to tell something that's very, very specific to you. And so that's my advice. Like, and I think that it's what I hopefully I have twins, as I mentioned earlier, a little boy and a little girl. And I think about Anna Gray planning her wedding one day and like what we're talking about right now and like what we talked about SW for five plus years. And we, I mean, the stories were there even for 10 years, even though we had to sort of like tweak it around, but like really in those last five years was like, that's still going to be applicable 
in 25 years when she's right. getting married. And that is like, tell your story and like your story is special. And so pick out the details and things, not because like a donut, like don't do a donut wall. If like you don't like donuts or, right. um, you know, don't do a long sleeve wedding dress just because like whatever the trends are out there, like sit with the things that mean the most to you and tell your story and celebrate that. Yeah. Um, and like, not for any like showy flashy light purposes, but because like your story deserves to be celebrated and be told in that way. I joke, I got married during Mason jar and burlap, like high season. Bless you. Yeah, like, Bless you. And like, I use Mason jars and everyone sort of scoffs. And like, I know like a lot of wedding planners are like, Oh, the season of Mason jars. But for me, my grandmother had passed away about um, 18 months before we got married. Mm -hmm. And I have the best memories of a little, as a little girl going to her house and going down to the basement to get any of the canned mm -hmm. vegetables that we had yeah. and um, bringing them back upstairs. Cause she had one of those like scary basements when you're four, yes. but like cool basements when you're like a little bit older. Yep. And when we were cleaning out her house, we actually found like three boxes of like perfect Canadian mason jars and my mom made them into candles and we used them to like line the stairs and line part of the reception venue. So for me, it wasn't mason jars. It was like having my grandmother at our yeah. or at our reception and being a part of the day since she couldn't be there in person. So like I chose that detail, not because they were like on every single Pinterest image that you yeah. can but because it told part of our story because Kyle and I like for another podcast <laughs> extended dating like we dated for almost seven years yeah. and like we took a hiatus in there and like during the hiatus come to find out after I didn't know this at the time um he would stop and see my grandmother because he was in one state I was in another and her house was in between ours and so he would stop to see her oh on his own and so like it was really special for us to honor her in that yeah. way um but like, that's what, that's a long way to answer. This is like when I, this is where I get going, right? Like, yeah, I'm like, I know. I, on a I thing. know, I know <laughs> your trigger points. I'm going to push them. Like, like the, the wedding celebration is like just the beginning mm -hmm. of a beautiful married life. Like it for me is the launching off point. So it shouldn't be like all pointed to that. It should be yeah. using that as a springboard to the rest of your forever mm -hmm. and being able to celebrate that exciting start. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Uh, you could keep going, girl. I'm what other, what, break yeah. it. Great, great. Yeah. That's kind of a perfect springboard into fast forward to your life now. Um, I think, I don't know, I could get emotional talking about it because it's just been, ugh, I really might, I really might cry about it because I can remember us sitting um, at the Carolina Inn and we were talking about something. I think we were talking about marriage and singleness and my seasons. And um, I think you had just had the twins and we were talking about, you know, like, what, what is it that you say? I'm going to butcher it and I'm going to make you tell it better. But you're like, whatever, you're going to have a God-sized hole in your heart for whatever it is that you long for. And like, he will fill that in his good timing. And for you, it was. And the way he wants to fit, like, and exactly. I think, yes, the way he yeah. intends to fill it. Yeah. And I can just remember like nearly just weeping right there on the floor. And maybe it's because we had wine, but I think. I would have cried no matter what about that. Um, but I just think fast forward to your life now. And it was, it was like, in so many ways, it was like, okay, you got the, you got the job that you loved and you finally got to marry Kyle and all these things. But then, you know, 
getting pregnant was really hard for you guys. And it was, and then Southern Wedding started to, you know, shift in where the company was going. And for you, and we've talked about this a ton, like, I don't know, like being, being a stay at home mom, you didn't know if it would ever get to be a reality. And now that it is, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like this whole world that maybe you never thought would be a possibility for yourself. So kind of, kind of walk us through, um, what, what that's looked like for you, what this new season of life has taught you about what matters most in life. And I don't know, just like what you can share with us through just kind of the last, I don't know, like three years of your life and, and what that's looked like. Yep. So I got a dream job or a dream opportunity. Yeah. Um, with Southern Weddings in 2012, got married that year. It was 2012, a banner year in our house. Year. Um, we got engaged. I got married and started a new job in a span of like five and a half months. Um, because once you've dated someone for seven years, you don't necessarily it need a ton of time to, yeah, <laughs> to plan a wedding. But I um, <laughs> also wanted to be a June bride and he waited until January 1st to propose. So you do Come what you got to do. But, um, you know, a family was always in our plans or our hopes and dreams. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to experience married life, just the two of us for a few years. So we did that. And then we started trying for a family and it just didn't happen. Um, and it didn't happen and it didn't happen. And it's probably in true transparency, the first time in my life where like I wanted something and couldn't figure out how to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's not lost on me, the parallels of like Kyle and I's dating story, because I decided I wanted to marry him long before he decided that like, this was a good idea. Although uh-huh. his, he does tell me after the fact that had he known it would be like it is, he probably would have proposed a few years before. <laughs> Very convenient after mm-hmm. the fact. But uh-huh. um, yeah, <laughs> it was the first time we are like, there was nothing that like seemingly I could do because I thought that it was like a very straightforward process. Like I went through sex education in the fifth grade. Like I learned all the things like how not to get pregnant. So like, here we are trying to, and we didn't and didn't and didn't. And it was not just a three or four months or five months. It was years, um, multiple years. Um, and so we continued to plug along, right. I was doing Southern weddings. Kyle was doing history. Like we were just sort of, focused and trying to do our best. Um, and then in the spring of 2017, uh, we got pregnant and, um, we, I decided to leave, I started to do some shifting. So Southern weddings continued, but I made some other shifts, um, with some of my other career focuses and, um, we were just plugging along and then, um, the babies were born. And I took a maternity leave and it was great. And I came back and Kyle and I had to have some really hard conversations. And Mm -hmm. this is where I would like, I want to add like an asterisk. This is where I could get talking for like a hundred hours because like, it's very clear to me that like everyone's in a different season, right? Mm -hmm. Like I worked in a corporate or career focused. I was in a corporate or career focused season for like a very long time. So like, we, I'm in transparent, like I'm 30, uh, I think I'm 36. I don't know. I forget counting. I'm not 40. I'm not there, but like meaning that like, I was in a very different place when we got pregnant than like, had I had been at like, we gotten pregnant at 27 or like even 30, like we were in a different career place. We were in a different like life 
place. Mm -hmm. So for us, our hope and desire was for me to be able to stay home in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love Southern weddings and I wasn't really sure what that looked like. And then God sort of answered that for me. Um, And the team as a whole made the collective decision that the 10th anniversary issue, which um, we had put out in the fall of 2017 was going to be our last issue. So in June of 2018, uh, we decided that like we had spread the SW mission to our best ability and we were passing on the torch to like the rest of the free world to like continue to help us that. So like the site's yeah. still up right now. Like you can go get back contact, you need to do all these things. But like as a company, we decided to shift our focus towards the cultivate what matters brand and the mission and the ability to impact women in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, like it just became abundantly clear for me personally that it was time mm-hmm. for me to step back fully. Yeah. And I got to tell you, like, I have not looked back one single day and regretted that decision because I'm like firmly planted in knowing that this season is exactly where I'm supposed to be. But I also know that like, this is not for everyone. And I know that there are a lot of people that want this, that they look at my life and think that is magical. That is shiny. That is what I want. She has a husband, a house, two children, mind you, boy and girl, they're twin. Like I can't go out in public without right. people telling me like, Oh, you're so lucky. And listen, I know that I'm lucky. Those babies have been fought for, prayed for, like begged for, I get it. But like, we are still normal people. We have our own stroke. Like, like life is wonderful, but like that doesn't yeah. mean that they're not seasons of hard. Um, so I, I get that feeling of people looking and being like, Oh, that's like, how does she get to do that? And I don't mm-hmm. get to do that because I've looked like that at people in target who were yelling at their kids sometimes when I didn't have kids. And, and I was like, what are you doing? Stop yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Like I want them. Like I will mm-hmm. take care of them. And I think that I have processed through and had to deal with a lot of guilt mm-hmm. associated with getting to do the thing that I know potentially other friends of mine or other people mm-hmm. want to do. Um, because I'm here now. And I had to like work really hard to say like, this is it. This is, this is where my like life mission of like staying in my own lane becomes incredibly well, incredibly relevant because like, this is me, this is my lane. I have to put my blinders on and know that like the decisions I'm making and that Kyle and I are making are the best ones for our specific family. They fit within all the things that matter most to us. And like, those are things that are different from what matters to you or to my next door neighbors. And it's not that they're bad, different or good, different. They're just like different circumstances. So like Kyle's job and his career is incredibly demanding certain times of the year. And it was very clear that like we couldn't both be in in careers that were incredibly demanding without sacrificing other things that we weren't willing to sacrifice. That's it. Like that's like the bottom line. Like, and that's fine. Everybody makes those decisions differently. So I've had to deal with a little bit of guilt related to like getting to do what I wanted to do. And then also very humbling to be somewhere. I went to a very, a book club last night for the first time. And everyone's like, Oh, hi, I work at here and I do this and I'm this. And I was like, "Mm." like, these people are going to think that I'm lame because I stay at home and I don't have a job outside of our home right now. I don't bring in extra money. Um, and that's very humbling for someone who worked two and a half, like who was like clocking right. 60, 70 hours a week for years and years and years because I'm an achiever, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a two wing three. I have a really strong three wing. I'm like here, <laughs> I'm here to get I stuff know. done. Yeah. 
go and pull back and to be humbled by all of that because I'm getting to do what I've begged for and what I'd worked so hard for and like prayed for. But at the same time, like, who am I now? Like, Mm -hmm. am I just right? And Anna Grace's mom and Kyle's wife. And like, do I full want, like there's a lot of identity things that go along with that. But I met with my, visiting my dermatologist, whom I adore, (laughs) PSA, if you don't get weak, um, at least yearly skin checks, please start because everyone should. Um, your skin is like your biggest organ. So go get it checked out. My mom also had skin cancer, so I'm a little bit crazy mm-hmm. about yeah about that. But I was talking mm-hmm. to my dermatologist, and she's asking how it's doing. We were talking about the babies, mm-hmm. and it was right around the time I had put in my resignation mm-hmm. um, with Cultivate, and I was talking about staying home. And she, <laughs> as if God was shining favor on me, looked at me and said, "If this is what you feel called to do, you are never once in your entire life going to regret this decision in this season mm-hmm. because it is so brief." specifically meaning like while the babies are young and at home and she's like, you have to just like block out all of the noise and either the naysayers or the people that don't understand and know that this is what's best for you. And like, you are not going to regret it. And I Mm -hmm. thought, Oh, and that's so applicable for like whatever you're deciding to do. So like whether you're deciding to start a business or stop a business or stay at home or go after a dream corporate job or move to a new city or getting whatever that decision that is like you're not going to regret it if you like lean into it and you know you're doing it for the right reasons and you understand that like time Mm. like you don't get to make more time like I don't get like I don't get a do-over I joke that it's like having an only child I just have two of them because Mm -hmm. right like at this point we don't have plans for any more children I would love like a half dozen more Kyle was like "Mm, no we're, we're good. Um, but if we don't have any more kids, then like, yes, I have two children. That's great. But like, we do everything once, right? Like first birthdays, kindergarten, yeah. back to school. Like we only do it one time. So like, mm-hmm. I don't get a, like a make good on the second kid. Like right. there's none of that. So it's just, yeah. I'm very, very sensitive to not neglecting the joy that is right in front of me mm-hmm. and the life that is right in front of me and being as intentional as I can to be like, here and in the moment yeah Yeah. oh yes girl that was like 20 minutes I'm so sorry I think we're at our time don't ever apologize I'm like bring it home tell the people because I think that's so good well and I think too like and I just love and I haven't like this wasn't a question I sent you but I'm like hearing you talk and just through your friendship and stuff like one you all Kristen told me the stay in your lane philosophy like three years ago. And I am not kidding you in like life, business, everything that has like rung true and has been set. Like I want it like tattooed on every inch of my body. So I never forget because it's, if you don't stay in your own lane, it is, it's like whatever your that is like go for it and go all in for it and don't unapologetically do so. But at the same, in the same breath, I feel like it's really sweet because because of where you've been and where you are now, like you have such compassion for people and empathy for them. And when you, when you've walked through, and it doesn't even have to be super hard seasons, but being able for you to be able to sit there and say, I have done all of these things and I'm here now and I'm, I'm not going to miss this just because it's a major like perspective giver. Yeah. It gives me life 
altering perspective because of any of the like challenges like the yeah. long distance dating or the like years and years and years of begging for babies like it just yeah. makes things a little sometimes easier to you yeah. know tolerate just have, yeah and just like more. have life and perspective yeah. yeah and I think I think to you like it enables you to do friendship really well. Like I, you are, you are sitting, you're going to be like, please don't talk about me while we're sitting here. But it is like, just to speak that into you, like I feel like all of this life stuff has just enabled you to be such a good friend of people. And I think you were that before all of this, but I think, I don't know, like God has just opened up your life to say like, he's used it as a, like, it's definitely refined me. That's a hundred percent what I would say. I would say that yeah. all of these things and none of them, thankfully, or like blessedly or whatever word is like, have been super tragic. Like they've just right. been seasons of hard. Um, but like they have refined me and made me a better friend, a better wife, a better mm-hmm. mom, a better daughter. Like I just am able to like, I don't know, one day I might write a blog or a book or something, not a book, but like I can think about like things in my life from like way, way back, like in yeah. high school that mm-hmm. like have given, like they like started to like imprint mm-hmm. on me about those things of like perspective and understanding yeah, the value of time and the value mm-hmm. of what's happening like in front right of me. Here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I, lo- I love that so much. Well, Gosh, well, you and I could just sit here and I know I'm like, we have, I, we, where, where do we want to go from here? I know. I'm like, do we talk about royal wedding? Like, I'm like, there's just I mean, we, there's a lot. There's a lot to, you know, Enneagram, all the things just keep going with all of this. Um, but I'll, I'll ask my favorite question that I ask of, of all of my guests. Our mantra here at twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What for you, Kristen is the foundation of your joy. I shared with you before, like, I like flipped through these questions that you sent me, which was very mm-hmm. kind. And I got to that question and was like, whoo, everyone, that like a, that's like a, that's a question. Cause you feel like obligated to come up with like a, you know, a tidy answer mm-hmm. of like yes. the foundation of my joy. And it has to be like deep, but like the foundation so profound. of my joy is like Jesus and like great, like great. But like, I think for me, all of those things are important and all of these things yeah. are like cornerstones in my life but I think the foundation of my joy is like contentment in the here and the now and like mm-hmm. knowing that like this is the life that I have been given I've been given one shot to live this wild and beautiful in this wild and beautiful world and one shot at this wild and beautiful life mm-hmm. here like here goes so yeah. like I'm gonna like do my best to like what is do the best you can with what you've got where you are like that yeah. sort of that's I love that that's it yeah that's it so good because it I mean it is and it's back to the whole perspective thing like when you really do think like today is all I've got yep like this minute yeah. this hour yeah. this day and like it's I would say this would be uh-huh, another asterisk caveat. Like that can also get really heavy. Like, Oh yeah. You have to do, like all the things and all the minutes. You don't. And, like, for me, that would be the other lesson that I have been taught mm-hmm. in this season of staying at home and this new season of refinement, mm-hmm. which is funny because this isn't tragic. Like this isn't like right. fighting to get married or fighting for like 
Kyle's job and us moving regularly or fighting for baby. This is like a very different season of refinement, but like I have learned to be very happy and content with good, not great, which is like, spoiler alert, something one of my dearest friends just wrote a oh, fabulous we talk, book about. We talk um, about it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I've read it or listened to it. Um, and it's, it's like, I read it and thought, this is how I feel. Like, I need everyone to read this because yeah. I am in a season of good, not great. Not that my life is not great. It is. But like some days my life is picking up the same toys over and over again. And, and we're in our pajamas and we're covered in syrup and all sorts of other unidentified um, <laughs> fluids. And, yeah. you know, people are throwing temper tantrums and life is a little bit of a circus. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. There's something really beautiful about, and like that brings me joy about just sort of open-handed accepting Mm -hmm. of like what's in front of me. And so like, that's, that helps me like take it down a few notches from like, you only promised this one day, you're only promised this one hour. And instead of like, because I could spiral down a very big anxiety hole of like, if we don't have the perfect, because there's my not that we're talking Enneagram, but I have a oh, like, perfectionism. Like, yep. day, like this is where like, Oh God, if I don't cut all our sandwiches into like perfect shapes of, you know, trees and flowers and whatever, like, and all these things and have the perfect outfit, like that's, I can get caught up in that game right. really right. quickly, but like taking that a step back and saying what brings me joy is open-handed acceptance of exactly what's in front of me and just like doing my best to enjoy that and take it in exactly as it is. So it's like some days are good days. And some days I don't say bad. I say hard. Some days are hard days. Like some days are like, okay, this was a hard day. We're going to shut it down. I mean, some days we have resets at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like everybody, we're going to just like start this day over. We're going to try again. Um, But that's because I'm not, I'm trying my best to be content with good, not great. Meaning that like, we don't have to be the best at everything. It doesn't have to be the greatest of all the things so that like I can live in peace and comfort of not being burnt out to the ends of the earth, trying to like be yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, preach it girl. You tell I wish all of you could see this video that's <laughs> happening. <because> basically <laughs> like arms are raised. We're in church right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. You're just my favorite. I love you so much. Yeah, I well, adore you. I adore you. Tell yeah, we have what? a we have a story. Like we have to. I mean, I don't know. We should probably go back and think about like how we met because we have like crazy past of like friends from young life that knew it was right. your sister. Yeah, like yes. Crazy. So I just Shout think it's funny you. that this is where this is where we are. Yeah, like landed here years and years and years later. Right. Like talking about Enneagram and Kate and Megan and listen, and I'm on the close friends list and get to see your babies on Instagram. I'm in, listen, it's an honor. (laughs) Literally the other day (laughs) I texted Kristen because one of our favorite podcasts, um, shout out to Royally Obsessed, started following me and I said, does this, you're done. I was like, does this, does this like seal the deal on, uh, being royally obsessed? And you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I share a birthday with the queen of England, so. So it's a pretty big deal. I share a birthday month with Meghan Markle, excuse me, the duchess. Um, so, you know. I share a birthday with the queen yeah, of England. Yeah, you win, you win. We're here for it. 
we were made because we're friends. here for we're for here for like that right like that brings yeah. you like what brings you joy like going find everything from finding ten dollar picnic baskets and sharing them with everyone I know to like to joyfully Archie. celebrating baby Archie's arrival yeah. and like and unapologetically understanding that that is like this is again stay in your own lane that's me right like yeah. I'm a little bit loud and a little bit bossy and like I love to cook and bake and I don't have a lot of talents otherwise but like this is who I am and like take it or leave it but like once I figured out like who I was then being comfortable in that like allows you to be more joyful because you're not trying to impress or be someone else for somebody else or for everybody else that's so good I feel like I'm in like that season right now yeah you know yeah just being like this is because I think especially not to like bring it back but to my singleness, but it's like, that is such a thing of like, oh, well, if I was less loud or if I was, oh. you know, whatever. Yeah. That's a whole nother, <laughs> yeah. a whole nother podcast, but it is, it's like, and, and I think kind of when you were talking earlier about, you know, when you were stripped of all these things, like, who am I? Like, is yep. it enough for me to be who God has uniquely made me and that my role is a wife and a mom? Is that enough for me? Like to be Kristen and that that is who I am now. Is that enough? And I think when we get to that place of saying like, yes, this is more than enough. And like, because it's for now, like this is, this was not my story five years ago and it's probably not going to be my story five years from now. So like, I should probably be like in the here and now, like, okay with this. Yeah. And and it's beautiful because it's, I was talking to a friend one time and, you know, we were talking around the same idea of like, um, contentment and exactly where we are. I feel like it's kind of a conversation I'm yeah. continuously having with people, but you know, I, we said, and we, we were talking in the framework of like ministry and like, you know, what, what's my calling? Like, you know, just big picture, crazy stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, we're like, no, 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 like right here, right here where my feet are planted. Like this is holy ground because this is where I am. And not because I'm anything special, but because this is where God has placed me. I don't have to be in Africa serving, you know, impoverished people. I don't have to be in the streets of, you know, rough neighborhoods here. And like, I mean, I, I can be all of those places and those are great too, but like, I don't want to miss my life and like what God is doing again, staying in my lane. Yep. That's, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Cause it's good for you. Not for me Yeah. about whatever that whatever. is because you have to do because, oh, it goes back to like everybody makes different decisions based on so many different like teeny tiny variables that mm-hmm. impact that and impact your lane. Yeah. So like the girl that is giving of her time and is doing mission work in a foreign country or the girl who's volunteering, you know, on Friday nights yeah. down at a homeless shelter or the girl that's ministering to her two young babies in her own house. Like yeah. you just have like, it's whatever season you're in and you have to sort of embrace that. And if you try to be all of those things, it just, it doesn't work, right? Like it doesn't work. So you're either like totally burnt out or you're, and you're totally un- non-content, discontent, uncontent, whatever that word, you're not. <laughs> that <content>. one. <laughs> um, and like, you're just like, and you're ultimately like not being a benefit to the world and you're mm-hmm. not using, like you're not helping God out in the way of like you could be because you're trying to do all, all of the things. things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Don't stay in your own lane. And like, if you want your lane to go somewhere else, okay, great. Then like do the things to make your lane direct over there, but don't try to be all the things for all the people. Mm. Preach it. Amen. (laughs) Stop. Stop. (laughs) But really, but really, I mean, that's, that's been something I've had to learn and have been heavily counseled through. Um, Hashtag Enneagram twos. But I mean, that's any, I don't give, I don't give a rip what Enneagram you are. That's like your life. That's everybody's life. But we kind of fall into that a little, yeah, a little hard. Um, man, where, where can people, this is so good. I'm like, really good. People are going to be like, I need Kristen in my back pocket at all times of the day. I'm like, yeah, you do. You do. You really do. And where, where can people follow along with you if they want to? (sighs) Okay. Well, um, I do have an Instagram that occasion that includes things like random Amazon finds and crazy things that my babies do. Um, and I'm trying really hard and fighting to just share like what brings me joy and like not mm-hmm. worry about if it's like over, over curated or over like, yeah. a pro, like, you know, unfiltered joy. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that Instagram is at Kristen Winchester. Um, K-R-I-S-T-I-N Winchester. Important. Uh, the I is important. Uh-huh. The I is important. I don't know who Kristen E. Winchester is. Like, eh, nope. Um, Not you. <laughs> and, you know, maybe sometime there might be other places to, yes. to find me. I, uh, I have owned KristenWinchester.com, the domain name, for a very, very long time and have just not had the confidence to move forward with that. Um, part of it was confidence, part of it was seasons and being sort of obedient into like what I needed to be and where I needed to be. Um, but I don't know, like maybe by the time this podcast comes out, I was going to say, you've got a little bit until this airs. So, uh, we're just going to, I'm just going to like speak that into existence. You can also find her at kristenwinchester.com. Yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe go, go Google it and see what, uh, see see what what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Something could be a thing I yeah there are a lot of things that I want you to do but I want them to do I want you to do them when you're ready to do them but the world just needs you they need they need your wit your world needs all of us and it's true so that's where I'm leaning right now is like what do I need to how do I need to be Mm. better serving my people and the people that like I don't know need a little cheering on and cheering up and cheering yeah, forward you're a fabulous cheerleader i'm a i'm a testament there i am <laughs> oh, i just adore you you're the best you're the best i love you friend i'm so glad <sighs> we did this this was great that was a good way to spend an afternoon i, I think so yeah people are gonna love this They're we would get in a lot of trouble if this was a regular thing we i mean we would never get anything done. In no, world. no, no, no. And I would, thanks so much for having me. This was, hey. I hope that whomever is listening, like if you get all the way to the end, you take away that like you as you are, are like incredibly important and valued no matter what that season is, because I no longer have specific titles that I used to have that I used to find value and worth in. Um, and even coming on this podcast was a little bit of a, 
mm-hmm. a catch for me because I know other guests that you have booked for this season and like people that I respect and love personally and have respected from afar professionally. Um, and those people I feel like have things to say and messages and are like people and I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing, but, um, each of us has something to add to the world. And so, yeah. I could not think of a better note to end on. There you go. (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. And I love you. I love you too. I appreciate you. What a tell y'all. Incredible, right? I know she's the best. I love her. I'm so glad that she is in your sphere of the world now too, if she wasn't already. Kristen, I love you. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with me and just love on our listeners in this way. You are a gift to the world. And I just am really thankful that a lot of people have this episode to come back and listen to because I just feel like it is a pure reflection of your heart and I'm just really grateful for it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you loved what you heard today, one, make sure you go and follow along with Kristen over on her Instagram at Kristen Winchester. And if you loved what you heard today, would you please, please, please leave a five-star rating and kind review on Apple podcast. Um, We would just love for more and more people to hear what our amazing guests have to say and by you and supporting us in that way we get to make that happen so we love you guys thank you so much for your support don't forget to check out our sponsor for today's episode simply done invites and use the code simply twirl for free rsvp envelope printing um guys happy december we will see you next week with another amazing episode get pumped we love you guys